Hey everyone, welcome back. I know the holidays are around the corner and this can be an incredibly stressful time of year for a lot of you. There are financial stressors that we all go through during this gift giving season. Seeing family and sometimes seeing family is not really a happy occasion. Sometimes it's actually a really stressful one and people are sometimes just really difficult and toxic. And so I want to give you some tools to start really just taking care of yourself during this busy time of year and also how to handle yourself in those stressful situations. Below this episode, there are links to so many options from courses to working with me one-on-one as well as free guides and resources that will help you regarding so many different types of topics. I hope this episode also gives you some guidance to help ease any discomfort that you're facing or you're going through because I mean, let's be honest, we all need a little pick-me-up every now and then, and especially during this time of year, we need the encouragement that this too shall pass. Hey guys, welcome to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. We have talked so much on this podcast about rebuilding, whether it's after a divorce or breakup, and for some, rebuilding can be really easy. So I know there's some of you out there that are like, yep, stuff. I'm going to start going to the gym and I'm going to start working on myself and I have this motivation and maybe you're listening to this to kind of keep that momentum going. And then there are probably some of you, no judgment because all of us have actually been there where you're just really struggling. You're struggling to do the bare minimum. You're struggling to get out of bed. And let's be honest, you don't have to go through a breakup or a divorce to have this part of your life where you want to just like glow up, where you're ready and you're starting to get the itch of like, okay, something definitely needs to change. There's no real five things that you need to do in order to move on and rebuild. It's definitely a process. You're discovering who you are without this person. You're discovering who you are during this like transition that you're going through. So this is not about trying to conquer every little thing like spending time alone and putting yourself out there it's about just slowing down to start to handle yourself differently manage yourself differently so for me this was really like a transformational time in my life and i didn't really even know that that's kind of what i was going through like i knew i was going through a divorce and i knew i was going through change but i didn't realize just how impactful this period of my life was going to be. I didn't have that in my head that, oh my God, I'm going to get through this and I'm going to do this. And I'm gonna do, I didn't really, I had goals that I was setting for myself, but I was really just trying to survive and I was slowing down and living each day as it was. And some days was strictly survival mode with me and my you know son my son was a baby at the time I did know though if I didn't get out of my comfort zone that I would stay stuck so I think that's kind of where I personally started off and I feel like that's where you immediately remove the victim status from the equation where you're no longer the victim and I know for me I literally did not want to be that I maybe I wanted to prove something to my ex. Maybe I wanted to prove something to myself. But I will say every day there were things that I was trying to focus on doing. And it was like those little things that I was starting to change every day that really made a huge difference in so many things, not just like achieving and rebuilding and having this glow up. And But it was also about just my mindset and And now I was creating new sets of habits. Like I literally was turning into a new person and it sounds like corny and cliche, but I didn't want to 
go back to that old me. I know so many people will say, I just want to get back to who I used to be. And I honestly had no desire because clearly that person was not the healthiest and she needed to work on herself. I knew I was not going to lose who I was in terms of the things that I really do love about myself, that I am super empathetic, very thoughtful, very caring. You know, I really genuinely want to help people. I always have. Um, I've just always been that sensitive person. So I knew those aspects of myself I wasn't going to lose. And I knew those parts of me were always going to be there. I just wanted to be a little bit smarter, not defensive, but smarter about how I judged people or got into relationships or picked relationships and how I honestly took care of myself. I think me being alone every day allowed me to be with all of it, all the baggage, all the worry, all the insecurity, all the fear, all the self-doubt. So when you are forced to be alone, you kind of sometimes will awaken. And some people don't really awaken because what they do is they just suppress and then they end up going towards more addictive things. So maybe it's work, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's shopping, maybe it's depression. You know, you just kind of fall into this rut of avoiding the inner work that you should be doing. So I know that the glow up is not everyone's reality. I know some people become even more insecure when they go through a divorce or breakup, you know, especially because there's, you know, if they're, if you're in a situation where there was cheating or there was lying and betraying, and now your self-esteem has been kind of triggered and your ego doesn't feel good about itself. I know some people really do struggle to move on and, Honestly, that is the reason why I wanted to start coaching. I talk about so many different types of topics, but the reason was because I didn't, I wanted to help people to make sure that this time in their life that they were going through, that it wouldn't break them, that they could move on. I wanted to give them hope. I wanted them to remember who they are outside of this situation, not working out the way that they thought it would. So for me, that has still been my driving force. And I think even for myself, I think that's where I wanted to prove to myself that this was not going to be the end all be all. I was not going to allow this to define the rest of my life. It was this, it's, it's a time in my life that, that was difficult to go through for sure. But I knew through kind of doing these little habits that I'm going to talk about today, for me personally, it changed my life. And I've always gone back to those habits and those practices throughout my whole life. You know, it's been 10 years since I've been divorced and went through that kind of process or that, that time in my life. But I still go back to the basics because life's just always changing and it's always giving you new challenges or new things that you have to face. So I think when you're going through these painful times, this is not just about glowing up and rebuilding and proving something to someone else. This is also about you wholeheartedly growing and learning how to take better care of yourself. That's what this was. That's what this is meant to do for you. It's not meant to break you. It's not meant to keep you stuck in like insecurity and fear and all of those things. So 
That's why I want to always make sure that everyone understands that the difficult times that you go through, whether it's the breakup, whether it's the divorce, whether it's the anxiety, whether it's the fear, whether it's the depression, whether it's the worry, the lack, whatever it is that you're struggling with right now, so that this won't break you. Now, one day, I know that I feel like one day you're sad, one day you're lonely, and you're just all over the place, and I know that that's kind of part of the equation. And I know if you've ever been cheated on or discarded or replaced, then you're dealing with like a whole nother set of stuff that you have to go through. And sometimes that's what causes like the depression. It's what causes the insecurity. Sometimes it's what causes the revenge where you're like, oh, hell no, <laughs> you're not going to do this. Let me show you. And like, you just want this like revenge body to like prove to this person that they messed up. Um, look, you know, look at what you passed up kind of a thing. I think we've all kind of had those like ego moments where we're wounded and we want to like prove something to someone, but I don't want you to navigate through all of this by yourself. And that's what this is about was like, nothing hurts more than heartbreak. Nothing hurts more than the loss of what you thought was going to happen. And now it's not happening. And having to grieve that is a real thing. Now let's put on the side that now you're dealing with infidelity or trust issues or trust was broken or someone lied. So trust me, I wouldn't wish anyone going through this, like not even my worst enemy. That's how much of a good person I am. <laughs> but I want you guys to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you will get something for this if you demand that life give you what it is that you actually deserve. So a lot of this is like a mindset shift. This is not about always proving something to someone. I know they say like the best revenge is massive success, but this is about you taking control of your life, you being healthy, you learning how to grow, get out of your comfort zone, like get more, all of that you start, you might start doing it as like a little revenge ego thing, but then it kind of turns into you wholeheartedly wanting to do it for yourself because you start to like cultivate this energy inside that just really feels good. So this like post breakup glow up thing that we're talking about today, it's not just, okay, go get a make makeover. Okay. Like let's get our body in check. It's like in the mind, it's in the way you're programmed, all the things that you have probably, you've had your whole life, but you never really dealt with it. So if you just think that the globe is just about the revenge body and like looking your best and, and proving to this person that they messed up, you're not going to gain what it is that you should be gaining from this. So for me, I dove into self-care. I didn't dive into getting into another relationship because honestly, I had no energy for it. I had no, I had no desire really for it either. I think I went on dates for sure, but, and I put myself out there here and there, but I didn't, it wasn't really a huge priority. I just didn't have the time. I didn't have the energy. I just wanted to, I wanted to laugh again. You know what I mean? Like when you're going through this stuff, it's so difficult. It's so exhausting, especially if like the legal aspect of getting a divorce or even like breaking up where you have to, you know, your, your routines are changing. You're not going grocery shopping anymore with this person. You're, it's just, you're by yourself again. And like that whole transition is difficult. And I don't think people put as much of an emphasis on how hard it actually can be. So my whole thing was I am focusing on self-care. I was like, nope, we are doing 
you know, nightly skincare stuff, grooming. I made sure I was getting enough sleep. I had consistency with my sleep. And I think I literally had to because I had a baby and I was so exhausted that I needed the rest. Um, I think if you're sensitive and like if you're a highly sensitive person or if you're an empath, you have to remember that when you go through trauma and divorce and breakups, I mean, those can be very, very traumatic depending on how they happen and, and what is involved in them. And when you go through that level of trauma, you immediately go into fight or flight. And when you go into fight or flight, you once you're out of it and you've kind of withered the storm, you are going to be so incredibly exhausted that I can't even tell you. Now, the exhaustion may not come right after the divorce papers are signed and final. It could be years later. I know for me, it was not, I mean, it was probably a good five or six years later where I just went through a good six months to a year where it was almost like I was nesting. I just didn't want to do anything. So I went from you know, the glow up phase where I was like out and I was living my best life and I was, and I was genuinely happy. And that is what I wanted to do to all of a sudden being so content with comfort and just quiet. I just didn't have the energy anymore for any of it. And I think it was because all of the past stuff that I had been through kind of just like caught up with me. And it was like my recoup period where I was like, okay, I am in the nesting phase now. I am no longer in the glow up phase. So even, you know, years later, you are going to, if you are sensitive or maybe months later or whatever, everyone's different, but you will definitely hit a period where you, your exhaustion just, it reaches this like point where you can't do anything but rest. I was so into just taking care of myself at that point that nothing really, nothing else interests me other than me making sure that I felt good to go. That was it. That was my biggest priority. It was my priority during my post-divorce globe phase. It was my priority in like the nesting, you know, rest phase that I had went through. And I think it was just about maintaining balance during both of those phases. You know, the globe phase for me, I really started focusing on diet and exercise. I wanted to take care of my body probably more than I ever did. And it wasn't really for anything other than the gym and working out became my therapy. I had never went to the gym by myself prior. I was always the person that waited to go with someone else. I was very codependent. And I had literally no one. So I was either going to try to go by myself and start creating routines by myself and getting out of my comfort comfort zone in that way, or I was going to say stuck. I mean, those were really just like the two options. I didn't have any other options. There was no security blanket near me to kind of pacify any nervousness or insecurities or worries or fears that I was having. I had to do it on my own. And... I think sometimes it can, that can even help you and that can also hurt you in a way because then you get so used to doing things on your own that you may struggle to let someone come in and kind of be there for you. And I think it's all about balancing 
when you're doing something, are you doing it for healthy reasons or are you going back to the old programming of being codependent, being insecure, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So even now when I, for example, want to go do something and I'm, you know, calling a friend or whoever and, Hey, do you want to come? I'm, I really question myself sometimes to go, am I doing this because of codependency? Cause I'm scared to do it by myself or am I doing this because I genuinely want to spend time with this person? So even those kind of things, because I think when you have been codependent in your life, it is something that you will struggle with for the rest of your life. I don't think it's something that you ever fully, fully heal from, meaning I'm never codependent ever again. I think just like any disease, you can kind of resort back to it if you allow yourself to. And sometimes we can fall asleep to why we're doing what we're doing or the people pleasing or being overly concerned about other people's needs and not really our own. So that, I mean, the gym was a hundred percent on my list of, I did it almost every single day. Uh, and I just did it for therapy. I didn't really even do it because I wanted to like improve my body. I did it because I was bored. I was home all day with a little baby. I needed to get some energy out because I was angry and I was mad and I was frustrated. And that's really it. It kind of started at that. And I think when I started doing it, I realized just how much better I was feeling. And then it became something where I knew it was beneficial and I had to keep doing it. So even, you know, the emotional stuff of going through a divorce or a breakup or a really difficult time is the emotional healing that you really go through. This is really where I started understanding self-parenting, where I, I started learning, okay, what do I need to be giving myself? Because it's not just about the gym. It's not about, okay, I'm going to go to the gym every single day. Yes, it's going to improve your overall mood and attitude and all. There's huge, huge benefits from it. I highly, highly recommend it. You need physical uh, physical exercise, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to necessarily be going to the gym. Go for a walk around your neighborhood, get some fresh air, get the heart just racing just like a little bit. But the emotional healing was when I had to learn how to grieve. And, you know, we all grieve, but do we grieve where we are processing our emotions that are kind of associated with how we're really feeling? And, and what I mean by that is when you grieve and you're crying and you're feeling and you're angry, are you actually working through those emotions or are you just expressing those emotions. And that's really where self-parenting kind of helps. It allows you to be the client and the therapist. It allows you to feel what you're feeling, but not stay stuck there. So I had to, I mean, definitely if you're going through this, I would highly recommend talking to a therapist, a counselor, or a coach just to help you um, cope with just the emotional like aftermath of like what you're going through and just help you to process what you're feeling and not just allow yourself to feel it. You can call any friend and cry on the phone with them and, and get angry and get frustrated. But processing how you feel looks completely different than just expressing how you feel. So I highly recommend it. And if, obviously, if you guys are interested, I'll link everything down below in terms of my own coaching. But um, you have to do it. I mean, definitely surround yourself with emotional support. So like lean on those friends, lean on, on that family. But you need someone that can help you to see things clearly. And I think sometimes even when friends and family can see things clearly, we often don't listen to them because they're too 
close to the situation. Sometimes we can listen to someone else saying it and we almost like we're a little bit better or we listen to that person a little bit more because it's not someone that knows us and they're not going to BS us. Whereas when a friend or family will try to not BS us, we might get offended by that. So, I mean, that's just like huge because I know for me when I, I did therapy and I think because I was doing so much like coaching stuff at the time, I was really, really working on myself, like everything, manifestation, codependency, narcissism, uh, self-awareness, mindfulness. I mean, the list goes on and on. I think by the time I went to that first therapist after my divorce, it was really just event session. I mean, I'll be honest, I, w- I wasn't really looking for anyone to kind of guide me through how I was feeling type of thing because it was just, everything was, I was just like vomiting into the mouth. I just needed to get it all out. I needed to cry. And I definitely needed to hear from someone else other than friends and family that my situation was not normal and just how, how unhealthy this other person was. Um, because I felt it, but I, I just needed the validation. And I think sometimes really that's what therapy will give you. And if you're working with someone really amazing and you stay with them for a long period of time, then they will help you through every different phase and they'll help, they'll help teach you, you know, the, the bulk of how to process your emotions and how to detach and, you know, all of those things that I always talk about with self-parenting. But the other thing was for me that I, Uh, Look, I'm a Capricorn. I'm just going to keep it real. Whether you believe in the Zodiac stuff or not, I do. And I'm a Capricorn. I am a tried and true workhorse. I am a goal setter. I'm climbing the ladder. I just think goal setting is so incredible. I mean, you have to do it. And to be honest, whether you're a Capricorn or not, you are goal setting all the time. I mean, when you wake up, you hope that you're going to have a nice day. Now, if you make it a goal to have a nice day, then when things try to kind of throw you off course, you have the free will to allow it to throw you off course or to not. And I don't think most people realize that they have an option, that they have that free will. So I was starting to set goals for myself. The gym was the goal. The re- getting a new routine was the goal. Feeding my mind. Feeding your mind, I cannot stress enough just how important it is to actually do that, to feed your mind, not just with educational things, but motivational things, inspiring things, people that are teaching you about negative thinking, about habits, how to break habits, how to goal set, how to manifest, how to be a healthy person, how to not let this situation break you, like really constantly feeding and feeding yourself. So you believe without a shadow of a doubt that things are going to get better. You got to do that. (laughs) If you don't do that, then your mind will create a story based on all the fears and all the worries and all the things that you're stressing about. And it'll win because you're feeding it and it'll start growing and growing. And then that'll stop you from taking action. It'll stop you from moving on. It'll stop you from feeling good about yourself. So I cannot stress that was definitely one thing that I did all day long was feeding my mind. And even now when I'm trying to kind of like get back on the horse or work on myself because I'm trying to achieve a different goal, I always go back to feeding my mind because I know if I get into a routine of it, 
that I will start to feel unstoppable again because my mind got soft because I wasn't feeding it and I was letting the weeds grow and I wasn't taking care of myself mentally in that way. So feed your mind, feed your mind. But goal setting, huge thing. I started saying, okay, what are things that I want to do? What are interests that I have? How do I want to spend my time? What is missing from my life that I do want in my life? And some of that was short-term stuff and some of it was long-term stuff. You know, if I was honest, I did want a partner someday and focusing on what do I want that to look like? Who would be a good person that would be, you know, right for me? Who am I? What it is, what is it that I want? Learning how to accept myself. So the reason why goal setting is so important is because it kind of, it's not just about achieving this thing. It's about going beyond your comfort zone. It's about getting to know yourself. It's about finding the weaknesses, finding the strengths, learning how to accept yourself. It is about figuring out what the fears are and like pushing past them. So I cannot stress enough. And I'll tell you when you work with me, that's like the first thing that I always ask for every session. And if you guys have worked with me in the past or had a session with me, you know, the first question that I always ask is what are you looking to get out of this? Because I want to know what's the goal. Like, what are we trying to achieve here? Because when you set that, then you can kind of go back and start figuring out, okay, you know, then you go back to the past and you see where the fears, where the insecurities, all of that stuff. But you have to have a focal point. And the goal setting is your focal point. You know, for me, the practicing mindfulness, the meditation, all of those things, I can't stress enough just how important that is when you are mentally trying to take care of yourself or have really like this sense of healthy well-being mentally because not only will it help you to goal set and achieve your goals, but you'll start learning how to, how do I get into that Zen place? How do I get into the calm when chaos is happening? How do I detach from that pain a little bit so I can help myself through it and not stay so attached to it? Those are huge things that cause so many problems because they're not being done on a day-to-day basis. And this is regardless of going through a divorce or breakup. I got to be honest, like the divorce was just for me was just the trigger, but these were like the core when I, so when I said earlier, yeah, I, I transformed, like I became a different person. These are the things that was happening inside of me that I was starting to do, starting to be aware of that I was focusing on that I didn't realize went beyond just going through a divorce. It started changing everything, how I lived my life, how I felt, you know, I tell people all the time, feeding your mind affirmations. I mean, you guys should be listening to affirmations every single night when you go to sleep throughout the time while you're sleeping, because it is proven it will boost your self-esteem and your self-worth because you are, when you're asleep, you're actually tapping into that subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is really what holds all of the worry, all the fears, all the trauma. And so when you start to clear out a lot of that garbage, you can replace it with some good stuff. And you can't really do that during when you're awake because your conscious mind is talking. Your conscious mind is the part that goes, no, that's not true. What if, you know, um, I don't think I'm capable of doing that. When you're asleep, there's no part of your mind that's judging you or making you feel bad about yourself or worrying or scared. There's not. It's just the subconscious that's like open 
and you're basically cleaning house at that point. So I can't stress that enough. That was something that I did when I tell you every single night while I went to bed. While I was sleeping, I was playing that stuff every single night. It wasn't even an option every single night. And even now, I don't do it every night. But when I find myself slipping, I'm like, oh, I got to get back to the basics. And like, I start doing that again. I start listening to, you know, my motivational videos throughout the day. And I start feeding my mind. I start like today, today was the first day in a year that I went to the gym. I was like, okay, I got to start going to the gym, a gym, the gym again. So it's really just about learning how to take the best care of yourself and knowing yeah, not every single day are you going to be like doing a bang up job. No, sometimes life's going to get busy, work's going to get busy, you're going to go through a transition, something hard is going to, you know, you're going to be faced with something difficult. It's just about learning how to take care of yourself. That's what a glow up is. A glow up is not just about the revenge body. A glow up is about I am wholeheartedly going to turn into a way healthier person. That's what you're learning right now. When that happens, every area of your life better relationships, more money, better career, all of those things start to change because the, every area of my life improved after my divorce. Now, why is that? It wasn't just because, oh my God, I just wanted to get revenge and show everyone. No, it was because I demanded that I get these things. That was number one. I affirmed that I deserve. And I think when you really affirm that you deserve something, life will give it to you as long as you don't quit. As long as you don't, I don't want to say doubt the process, but because for me, I didn't doubt the process. I didn't doubt that it wasn't going to happen. I just was, I would get very annoyed because I wanted it to happen right now, which I think that's what most of us do. We want something and we want it right now and we don't want to wait. And when we have to wait, then we start to doubt that it's actually going to happen. And when that happens, you have just let you you've let that that fear win and then you kind of fold and you don't realize it it doesn't mean that you're not going to get into a relationship but is this relationship going to be the best thing ever the healthiest relationship the relationship that you've dreamt of having is your career going to be what you want it to be where it's fulfilling and it gives you financial freedom and you know everything that you've ever wanted if you desire those things then demand that you get those things and don't stop until th that's produced in your life so that's such a mindset that i didn't have prior to my divorce and i think maybe that kind of motivation in me got jolted because of my ego and maybe I did want to prove something, but then it turned into, I actually want to do this for me because this is what I deserve. And I do think, if I'm honest with you, that there was a huge part of me that just was angry because I felt like what I wanted, I wasn't getting, but then I quickly realized that what I wanted, I probably wouldn't have ever gotten. And the reality is when a relationship ends, you weren't going to get what it is that you wanted because if you were, the relationship would have stayed and you would have continued on, but you weren't. So I, I didn't take offense to what was happening to me. I didn't feel like the victim. I actually really quickly felt like, okay, I think I actually won from the scenario because now I have a second chance. And if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have had that second chance. I would have just stayed stuck in this situation and not been happy. So my mindset really shifted quickly. That allowed me to, I think, take more control over my life and 
how I felt every day and just trying to find peace in myself and working on so many different aspects of myself and self-development, right? Whether it's mindfulness or goal setting or learning how to get to that Zen place and talking myself off the ledge and helping myself when I did feel nervous to do something out of my comfort zone. I mean, that was all me starting to parent myself, but I wasn't at a place where I could even articulate that that's what I was doing. You know, the, the little things like I hundred percent dove into self-care, meaning I went to the gym, got my hair done all the time, facials constantly, my eyebrows were always perfect. I mean, your girl was looking good. I got Invisalign. I was like, oh yes, I am going to straighten these teeth. I am going to work on my body. Like I just felt so good about myself. I didn't cut my hair off and do something crazy, but I enhanced. I was like, I want to feel good. So I definitely do think that, yeah, when you look good, you'll feel good. I think it's a huge part. I mean, during COVID, I was not the person that stayed in my pajamas all the time. It's just not my mentality. Every day I wake up, every day I make my bed, always did, always have. Every day I change my clothes. Every day I just get ready for the day. I put makeup on. Yeah, I'm not doing a crazy smoky eye every day, but I definitely have to put myself together in order to just feel good about myself. So I think that's something that you just have to do. You have to force yourself to do it. And then after you do it, you're like, okay, I start to feel a little better. And I think the days where you're really struggling, that's it. That's the goal. The goal is not, oh my God, I just want to feel so alive and energy. It's okay. I just want to feel a little bit better. And then you start getting momentum, right? You, you build off that. You're like, okay, I feel a little bit better today. And then tomorrow I'm going to do a little bit more. And that's how change happens is just that, that growth. So, you know, I had to work on not just, I think the thing that really helped me was I started to plan my life a little bit where I was traveling, didn't really ever do that before, like too, too much. Like I lived in different States and everything, but I made plans. Like if I wanted to go on a trip, I was booking the trip and seeing who wanted to come and whoever wanted to come. Great. I was going to have an awesome time with them. And whoever didn't, I didn't take offense to it. If I asked someone to go out for dinner on a Friday night, because I had the night off and they said, no, I didn't get offended by that. I said, okay, instead I'm going to go do this or I'm going to go do that. Like I didn't get offended anymore. Um, I took my life in my own hands. I didn't wait for other people to invite me. I just created, you know, my own life. And if you want to come cool and if not, I'm still going to have a good time regardless of what I do. I think that was a huge affirmation that I always told myself is I'm going to have fun regardless of who's here and what's going on. It helped me when I was going on dates. I mean, if you guys are at all trying to online date, you know, like you need thick skin. Like it's a numbers game. It's not every person is going to be the love of my life, but how can I have fun just being here with this person? How can I just enjoy myself? By the way, that makes you super, super attractive also because you don't have this like negative energy when you know that this person isn't going to be it. And you're just, you're just a happier person. You're just enjoying people more than just being upset because this isn't Prince Charming. Who cares? Like get to know Larry and see how he is. You know what I mean? Like just enjoy yourself wherever you are. It allows for you to actually have fun and not take life so seriously you know, don't get offended when someone doesn't want to do something with you. It's not about you. Relax. Just go out and do something else that you know will cultivate whatever, happiness, 
you know, what interests you take life, like by the balls a little bit and stop playing the victim. Don't wait around for life to happen to you you know, connect with people and build those relationships, say hi to a stranger at the grocery store, make eye contact with people, smile more. Like those were like the littlest, littlest things. That I was like, all right, today's the day where I'm going to smile a little bit more. Even though I didn't want to, even though everything on the inside was sad or frustrated or whatever, I was going to be more in the moment with my life and not so consumed with all the things that I didn't have and all the things that were happening. Now, don't get me wrong. If I had to feel something, I felt it. Um, and then I moved on and I kept making that a goal. I didn't look at couples and feel so angry or sad because I was watching all of these people hold hands and feel so madly in love. I was just like, okay, my time is coming and I'm going to enjoy that as well. And that this person that I'm, these people that I'm looking at, they haven't always had the benefit of each other. They have once been in my shoes and that's okay. This is my time now where I get to be by myself and do my own thing and not looking at these times in my life that I was going through as the worst times ever. And I think because I also had my son during that time that I didn't want to miss this beautiful time with him and I. So I think that was also kind of like the goal that I set for myself where I really wanted to kind of work on myself in that way and make sure that I didn't allow anything to ruin that experience for me. But again, even if I didn't have my son, I think it's just about making that a priority that I'm going to be happy. I'm going to try to be happy, but I'm also going to feel what I need to feel and that every day is not going to be, be a depression day. But if there is a day where I just need to be on the couch and I just need to chill and I need to rest to not judge myself for it, allow myself to do it, but also learn and practice the balance of being in that space, but not allowing myself to stay stuck in that space. And I think that's really important. I hope you guys that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope that it gave you something, whether it's validation or motivation or encouragement. For me, I don't want to say like I loved that time in my life, but I actually had, you know, I know that the days sometimes were really difficult, but now looking back, that was such a fundamental part of my life. It is a part of my life that I'll remember for the rest of my life not just because it was when my son was a little baby and I got to enjoy him, but it was one of the hardest things that I went through. And even to this day, I look back and I'm like, damn, how did I go through that? But I did and I learned so much. And that's why I'm here to share what I learned, what worked for me, um, what I struggled with, what I have had to struggle with still over the years because we're human, you know, you can't just sit here and like preach to people and not be honest with, yeah, not every day is rainbows and sunshines. That's called being a human being. So I hope as my phone just like clicked now, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you're interested in working with me, everything is linked down below and I'll see you next week. Bye.